This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, getting you ready for today's sports day. You know, three of the first four games have been at home, so you know at some point in time you're going to have to venture out outside the 806, so that'll be... That'll start this week. While having a little fun along the way. Always good if you can blame it on somebody else, right? Yeah, sure. Especially some media guy. Sure. Right, some media guy. Catch the show live weekday mornings from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. Passing on Chuck's rules for life. It's the morning drive on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Thanks for being with us with Jamie Lent out. Choice Woodman in. Jeff McGuire is here as well. I'm Chuck Hines. We'll have high school football on the air for you tonight. Lubbock Cooper is at home at the Pirates Place against Abilene High. Not Abilene Cooper, Abilene High. There'll be a 6.30 broadcast time on 100.7 the score. And then here on Double T 97.3 tonight, it's Friendship playing at Midland, the Bulldogs. Not not the Midland Legacy Lee people. No. Nope. You know, but Midland, Midland High. Good old Midland High against Friendship. Uh, that'll be a 6.30 broadcast tonight with a 7 o'clock kickoff. Last night, how about the Coronado Mustangs? Hey, hey, and hey. they have been on the struggle bus since beating Friendship in week one. They had lost at Midland. They had lost at Ryder. Both heartbreaking losses. Lost to Cooper. Heartbreaking loss. Lost to, that was Abilene Cooper. Lost to Caprock. Got really, I mean, that was their biggest loss by 16 points. Lost by Lubbock Cooper a couple of weeks ago on a 50 yard field goal there at the end. But last night, they take down the Amarillo Sandys 28 to 17. So good job for uh, Coach DJ Mann's team. I'm assuming he was there. He was not at the um, media luncheon yesterday sick they were putting fluids in him and yeah. uh so i'm i'm a, i'm assuming he was there uh but if not congratulations to him and his team and staff and uh for uh kind of holding it together because when you when you've lost games like that um you know 50 yard field goal and you know leading to the almost very end against Ryder and you know give up a late touchdown blah 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 uh, and now they're in district play, so these games obviously mean a ton, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, you know, good for them to uh, to pull out a victory last night. So we'll have uh, those two games on our airwaves tonight, and then also in action tonight is uh, Estacado. They'll play the, – I hate these things, and I rail on them every time, but it doesn't seem to do any good. <laughs> I hate these 4 o'clock games. It's so disruptive for school. It's so disruptive for the parents. It's – it's senseless, especially when you have a bye weekend this weekend. You could have played that game on a Saturday, Saturday afternoon. They used to do that here. Yeah, they, did, I, they used to play against tech I'm, games too. But as they'll much play. As I think your uh, flat bases stuff, and you've got some weird takes out there. I don't. I don't mind this one. Okay. I think your New Mexico takes a little, little strong when it comes to when it comes to playoff football or playoff oh, playoffs bas- fun. playoff basketball, playoff football, playoff baseball. If you're going to be in the state of Texas, but by yeah. God, play in the state of Texas. But I'm fine with this take. If you've got Saturday afternoon open, I don't know why you don't yeah. play this game at one o'clock tomorrow. Yeah. But. It's just, uh, it just, it's just uh, ridiculous to me. But the the other thing that because the other thing that makes it problematic is for the Lubbock High kids is that they're they're playing this afternoon at four against Plainview. Angry Red enough said. Angry Red enough said. Yeah, they love the Starburst return in Plainview. <laughs> That's like a signature play for them on their kickoffs. Okay, 
Starburst return. They love it. The guy gets it and take your word does, a little, take, does a little turnaround and hands off. And, yeah. You know, it's a... They still love it or used to did? I think they still do. I think okay. they probably still 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 run it, would be my guess. But anyway, Lubbock High plays plenty. That's a big game. And for Lubbock High, they're coming off a 70 to nothing loss um, to uh, Paladero. So, you know, their coach yesterday... Um, basically saying hey you know we we told our kids you 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 gotta you gotta get up and you go to work and dust yourself off and that's what they did yeah you know and so i don't and i don't know that anything's easier like is it easier to get up after a 70 to nothing loss or a 15 to 14 heartbreaker it's the they're both still extremely difficult Uh, monterey will look for its first win tonight of the season they'll play at caprock and I've got some notes on all of this, and I'll, I'll share them with you later. But a lot of these schools are playing with so few kids. Like Coach Thrash from Monterey saying they have like 35 kids on their varsity roster. I don't know how that's possible at a 5A school. I, I know. I know. Right. And and so they, they, they moved up a kid from JV last week. Okay? They moved him up mm-hmm. to play outside linebacker. All right? Yep. Their quarterback gets hurt in the game, all of a sudden your JV outside linebacker who they just moved into the varsity locker room is now your QB one QB. Yeah. And, and coach Thrash said he did a great job in terms of his, co- he, he said it reminded him of, uh, of Moxon from uh, varsity blues. <laughs> That's what he said. Okay. So he said, like, what about him? I'm, I'm curious what <laughs> the on field stuff. Oh, okay. The on field stuff. I don't know if it was personality or no, what. Okay. No, 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 no. Just stay, just stay. Boxing. Keep your, keep your mind, keep your mind pure. Jo- choice. Well, he wasn't bad. Yeah, Moxon wasn't bad. Yeah, there's a lot worse characters in that movie <laughs> that could have been. Yeah. Yeah. Six twenty this morning here on the morning drive. Right. Uh, this from PJ, our friend PJ. Uh, my wife is at the airport, and Coach McGuire's there flying commercial. He's a man of the people. I believe he and. Kitley are headed to see Micah Hudson, Tech Legacy, and five-star receiver for Lake Belton in the 2024 class. Yeah, that's what? A, Micah Hudson is the one. He's kind of the, the prized possession. I'm not a big who's, recruiting guy. but who's, he's, who's, who, who is his dad or mom? Um, I played on defensive line for Tech in the late 80s. I'm going to have to – I'll pull it up for him. Okay, um, but yeah, he's he's the one five star. I think he's the third highest receiver in the country. Yeah, I figured that they would be out recruiting today. I mean, that yeah, everybody's recruiting. Oh, do you use that word, recruiting? ABC always be recruiting, right? No, I'm I'm with him on that. No, it's just, uh, I, everybody is this week. Okay, and, yeah, I think, no, I and think I think so. Tech. If y'all are into that stuff, I think their football account tweets out which school is or yeah. which uh, coach is going where. Today. Okay. So you can see like, well, here, kind of where here, they're... The thing that... Yeah. Uh, the, and this is, I think, where the skill set for Joey McGuire uh, is is really, really um, seen is he he knows... It's, it's funny. He knows where the schools are. He knows how to get there. Mm-hmm. And when he walks in the door, he knows he has relationships or yeah. can easily make them because of his... Um, past as a high school football coach and how he has embraced still Texas high school football from the get-go and um, I I think there's a lot to be said for relationships there's a lot to be said for hey the water's warm coach come on in versus Mm -hmm. you know trying to 
and nothing against the previous guys, but when you're the when you're the new kid on the block and you have to go, hi, my name is Coach Blank, and you're like, hey, Coach, it's nice to meet, and you you've got to as opposed to walking in the door and them saying, hey, Coach, it's good to see you again. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean that and that handoff to that player or that you know person that's in you know the whether it's a parent or grandparent or uncle or you know family friend, the big influencer in the room. I I just think that's absolutely huge absolutely huge yeah i think there's an inherent advantage um to that and he's six years removed from being in high school football but but he doesn't has not forgotten his past no no i mean and those guys haven't forgotten him either i i think that you know mike gundy speaking before last week's game talking a a little bit about joey mcguire almost sounded like he was jealous of the the relationships that mcguire has with the high school coaches in texas He's like, well, yeah, he's gotten a, a huge advantage. Recruiting. Well, we kind of speculated on that, that maybe maybe Mike Gundy didn't necessarily get the – maybe the welcome mat wasn't out there for Oklahoma Did, State when, when they came into town because Coach McGuire was you know, maybe steering – and I'm not saying he was – steering kids to more, you know, Texas schools or school, maybe he just didn't like the Gundy approach. Who knows? Clearly clearly it's frosty, right? Because yeah. Mike Gundy knows what Bar- who Baron Morton is. I of mean, course he does. He, he – he he's I know. that's just ridiculous for him not to mention he's his a, name. What is he? Is what it, is he? He's a he's a freshman. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. yeah, like all of it is like just, it's like it's brand new. Like he just, just like landed from Mars in a spaceship. And I don't you know? like that approach. You're either making yourself look dumb for not knowing, or mm-hmm. you're obvious that you're pl- downplaying it. So it's yeah. I, I don't like that approach. But it's Mike Gundy, so it's it's whatever. Uh, PJ says his uh, his dad is Desmond Royal. I, yes, that's correct. Okay. Desmond Royal. And, that name doesn't resonate with me. I'm sorry. Uh, he he was a player. I want to say same time around Billy Joe Tolliver, maybe okay, so just a little bit after. That's that's before me. Yeah, it was it was yeah. before me too. But I was told well, before all this you last were born. Week. Before I got here, <laughs> this was yeah. before I was born. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> sorry, Chuck. No, 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 no. Okay. I didn't bring that one up. You yeah, did. yeah, yeah. But so. yeah, this would be this is kind of the the gym of the the class if they could get him. Okay, Michael Hudson and. We'll go close him. They believe that they're in on him and they got a feel, chance. They must feel pretty good about it because they didn't call me to ask to go help do the close. Okay. So <laughs> they must feel really, must really. Feel, feel decent about it. Really, really good about that. <laughs> yeah, and they, I think he and and uh, Coach Kitley were both in Midland last night recruiting as well. So okay. That makes, well, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, that you would. I mean, that's a skill set that he has. Uh, yeah. Some coaches don't desire it. I think he loves it. So that's Embraces. that's what you want, right? Embraces. Getting no your sports day started the right way. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, breaking down the biggest games. If Texas Tech does not win the Big 12 football conference, who are you rooting for to win the conference? If Tech does not win it this year. Well, busting some chops along the way. I hold back on sending you stuff. I mean, I'm very, very, very judicious. We spend three hours a day, five right? days a week together. Why yeah. do, Why would yeah. we need to communicate during the weekends? <laughs> right. Save we it for the show. We, we, save, we do. We save it for the show. Tune into the Morning Drive live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. Time for this day in sports history. Today is the 14th day of October, 2022. Here is Jeff McGuire. Going to start in 1906 because the Baseball World Series was the All Chicago Series. Mm. White Sox beat the Cubs 8-3 to at the Southside Park, which was its name at the time. 
To win the title four games to two, it's the very first American League victory. 1951, Detroit Lion Jack Christensen returns two punts for touchdowns versus the Los Angeles Rams. 1964, American swimming uh, swimmer Kathy Ferguson sets a world record of 107.7 to beat, to beat Kiki Karin of France by point. Two seconds and win the women's 100 backstroke gold medal at the Tokyo Olympics. 1965. In the World Series, the Dodgers edged the Minnesota Twins 2 to nothing in Game 7 at uh, Metropolitan Stadium. Dodgers' third title since moving to L.A. Your MVP, L.A. pitcher, Sandy Koufax. Okay. 1973. 42-year-old and future Baseball Hall of Fame center fielder Willie Mays has his last Major League career hit as the Mets beat the A's 10-7 in the World Series in Game 2 in Oakland. Mm -hmm. Chuck was discussing uh, touchdowns, and we always think of how many they have at the end. Well, at some point, every great player didn't have any. Didn't have any touchdowns, didn't have any points scored in an NBA game. Didn't have a hit in Major League Baseball. 1979. NHL's greatest scorer, Wayne Gretzky, gets his very first NHL goal today. He would have quite a few more. A lot. Though uh, Ovechkin's kind of creeping on his goals record. No, Not close his to his points record, <laughs> yeah. Favorite stat about him. If you took away all his goals, mm-hmm. he would still lead in points. Still lead in points crazy 1990 san francisco 49er quarterback joe montana passes for six touchdowns versus the atlanta falcons in a 45 to 35 win 2003 a fan at a cubs game named steve bartman deflects a ball away from chicago cubs outfielder moise salu who had no actual shot at catching this ball cubs give up eight runs in the inning Huh? Did you add the uh, had no actual shot at catching this ball? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's rather... That's uh, not entirely accurate. Yeah, I think he could have caught it. Yeah. If he was Michael Jordan standing on top of Yao Ming. Maybe. Okay. But, because they're the Cubs, they then give up eight runs in the inning. Because, you know, <laughs> that's what how many you can score on one play in base. No, you foul can't ball. score on a foul ball. You yeah. can't score eight runs on one pitch, can yeah. you, Chuck? No, huh? no, no. four. No. You go four. I don't think you can get eight. Right. Maybe the Marlins figured out a rule change to win the game eight to three. Mm-hmm. And Bartman incident is seen as the turning point in the series because again, you can score eight runs. Good grief! Off of one, Jeff. Pitch. I've just watched the video again because I'm like, right, let's see how I remember. Very catchable. <laughs> Very catchable. His glove literally hits Bartman's hand as he grabs the ball. But go on. You you sound like a White Sox fan towards the Cubs. <laughs> Let's blame the people who are actually to blame for their loss. The eight runs in the inning is why I mean, they that, lost. Yeah, you that know, is, but you're out of the inning if you make the catch. That is a very good point. Sure, but you're also out of the inning and the eight runs never happen if he makes the catch. 
or the two other errors that happened in the inning that were actual errors. Right. You can stop the bleeding, but the bleeding never would have happened had he been able to make the catch. It's like the Buckner play in the 86 World Series. Sure. I mean, there were plenty of other things. Right, right. And And the Deckinger call in the 85 World Series. There were plenty of other things that took place in that ninth inning that led... Led to the Royals winning that game. 2020. NFL cancels the Pro Bowl, which was scheduled for January 31st, 2021, due to the COVID-19 pandemic. How convenient of them. No one noticed. (laughs) It is National Dessert Day. (laughs) I'm not a big dessert guy. Anymore or always? Pretty much always. Okay. Pretty much always. I it mean, dep- I I like pie and I like cake, but I don't have to have it every meal. Okay. I, same here, but if it's there, it's hard to deny for me. And I didn't used to be that way. Uh, instead of going to birthdays directly today, there's a couple we're going to get to later. Okay. Um, if I said best basketball player in Texas Tech history mm-hmm. to never play in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. And maybe history's a little far back if I said between, oh, 1995 and now. Okay. Uh, Jay Crockett. Jay Crockett. Happy okay. birthday today. Turns 31 wow. today. How about that? Pulling that out. That's really good. No, that's, that's all right. Because well, I was thinking when he said 95, I'm like, I'm trying to go back to the 90s and think on guys, but. That's the right answer. Man, he could have done some damage on some other teams. Oh, no question. I mean, he did damage, but he could have. I, he deserved postseason, and he mm-hmm. deserved better. What I think he, between recruiting and coaching, he had four different coaches. I think that's right. Okay, Pro- probably. I mean, he was. Man. Because I think he was recruited by Pat, ended up with, with he Gillespie. He played for Pat. And, huh? I think he played for Pat. Oh, no, I think he was recruited by Bob, played for Pat, yeah. played for Gillespie. Gillespie and Chris Walker. And Chris Walker. Yeah. Yeah, because the the Pat game when they when they won over uh was it Washington in overtime? Yeah. Over, and and kind of thought that was a signature win there for, for Pat that mm-hmm. year. And yep. it turned out not to be. Not so and that Washington team didn't turn out to be good. Right. Yeah. But that we thought it was at the time. Right. I think they were like, they were ranked or something. Yeah. They were ranked. Also celebrating a bo- birthday from the same day, mm-hmm. Luke Adams celebrating oh, a birthday. How about that? Yeah. Same teams. Mm. Uh, t- Are they exactly the same age? Or? Exactly the same age. Wow. 31 and 31. On the exact same day. Cool. Happy birthday to Usher, 44. Ralph Lauren, 83. Mm-hmm. ESPN blowhard, allegedly. Stephen A. Smith is 55. Jared <laughs> oh, Goff. There's no allegedly to that. He I, is a blowhard, and I, I think he would tell you that he is. I will let you do that. I don't want to get sued. I think he's uh, a blowhard, and he thinks he's a blowhard. I think he, un- he understands his role. Yeah. Jared Goff, 28. Stacy Keebler, 43. Joe Girardi, 59. Jerry Glanville, 82. Mm. And Brandon Wheaton is 39. And instead of just giving you one thing on this day in history, history, I'm going to give you three because all three of them are really cool. 1947, Chuck Yeager breaks the sound barrier. There you go. And Nin- he 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 could have, could have been an astronaut, but didn't think it was going to be that big a deal. He thought test pilots would be bigger. And didn't have a college degree. <laughs> and didn't have a college degree. 1962, Cuban Missile Crisis kicks off mm-hmm. after a U-2 spy plane takes pictures of medium-range missiles capable of carrying nuclear weapons 90 miles off the coast of Florida in Cuba. And in 1964, 
Martin Luther King Jr. wins the Nobel Peace Prize. Ooh, how about that? All of those things happened on this yes, day very good. in sports history. <laughs> you know, and Kennedy would call Cuba, Cuber. Cuber. <clears throat> Cuber. All right, time for secret word of the day at 6.51-ish. We're at 6.53. We're slightly delayed today. Double T97.3 in the home zone have combined to team up again. They make yourself, they make your house a home uh, over at the home zone every single day. And we're giving away $10,000 with them. All you have to do is uh, take the secret word, go to double T973.com, enter it in. You could be qualified to win. We'll let you know if you are. The more times you enter, the more chances you have to win. Our secret word, they are, they are not playing well. And I'm just fine with that at 6.52 is mm. Broncos. Mm. Broncos is our secret word today. If you, the, if you type in donkeys, that doesn't work, right? No. Okay. You, I think there should have been a special dispensation for donkeys. Um, <laughs> just the donkeys. The Broncos. Put in donkeys. Put in donkeys. You get two Chuck, entries. You're not you allowed to win. I'm not allowed to win. Okay. So that doesn't really help everybody. Okay. Broncos, so Broncos they are, is our secret word of the day. They are the least fun team in the NFL to watch right now. Yeah. That game last Thursday was atrocious. Going back to something Jeff talked about in uh, this day in sports history, Willie Mays' last hit coming in on game two of the 73 World Series. Mm -hmm. That was overshadowed by a second baseman for the A's. His name was Mike Andrews. He committed two errors in a four-run 12th. Charlie Finley tried to fire him after the game. And basically made him sign something that said he was injured. Okay, and so his teammates and and his manager Dick Williams then rallied behind him, including placing his number seventeen on their uniforms with tape. Finally, the commissioner Bowie Kuhn ordered Finley to play him in the or ordered Finley to put him back on the roster. He came in in Game Four as a pinch hitter, grounded out, and. Finley benched him and said he would never play for them again. And 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 that was his last Major League Baseball game. He would go wow. to play in the Japanese League. Wow. But Mike Andrews went down. I mean, that was just a huge, huge storm mm. during that 73 World Series, which the A's won. They won 72, 73, and 74. And Williams was so furious about it, he quit a World Series team. And a guy named Alvin Dart came in the next year and managed the team to yet another win because they were so good. You and I could have done you're tuned in to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. That's not to say that they don't respect the run game that you have, but you're talking about one quarterback leading the, the conference in passing so far this year. And remember, he didn't start the first game. All right. He still played a lot, though. And also bringing some humor to your day. I, I just don't want to disappoint you. I just... As much as I disappoint you, I don't want to disappoint you in some things that you expect from me. Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Coffee, Mountain Dew, and sports. More coffee and dew than sports, but it's there for sure. The Morning Drive on Double T 97.3. Choice is in for Jamie. Jeff's here. I'm here. And uh, my name is Chuck, so it's nice to uh, have you with us this morning. On the morning drive, Yates Flooring Center chat line is open, courtesy of the Double T 97.3 mobile app, presented by Happy State Bank. And uh, Benchmark Hotline is open, too. All right. Uh, somebody says this, and I was going to mention it earlier, but I just it slipped by me. Digging the cactus shirt, Woodman. Crosses. Okay. okay. Just feeling festive. 
feeling festive. Uh, this, I think it's bull when a defensive player goes in for the hit and is that the numbers are waste and gets called for targeting when the ball carrier lowers down to his level and goes helmet to helmet, almost like offense looks for those calls. Uh, OSU player almost took off Morton's head off on a slide like mm -hmm. he missed. Yeah. This, come on, Chuck. He that went one was, in. The, the, oh, sorry, the no, OSU ba Baron one would have been far, far worse and far more egregious because he launched straight at mm -hmm. him. If he would have connected, that would have been really bad or could have been really bad. Um, I don't know. The sliding thing is so difficult, especially the guys that can slide quick. It like is. Like Kyler Murray, he's the quickest slider I've ever seen. He gets he, down just immediately. I saw somebody's quote somebody say this about him the other day and i completely agree he's a high school player playing in the nfl he looks like a high school player because <laughs> well, of his size or what? What? yes yeah, I, he does he he, he does, will but... he will he will lead them to nothing okay he will lead them to nothing this, i, I probably on. don't disagree but i think he's not going to take coach kingsbury to the promised land no but there's let there's worse options out there that's the hard thing about being a coach in the nfl at quarterback, if you've got one that's like at the Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott mm -hmm. level, where it's like, well, he's still top half of the league, but he's just not elite. That's it's still like, the damnedest thing I've ever seen, though. He's not Kirk Cousins. Guy gets fired at his alma mater, a beloved soul, mm -hmm. gets hired as an NFL head coach, was asked before a game what his thoughts were about Kyler Murray, I, I had the number one pick. Yeah. I'd pick him. I know. That's never like that will, <laughs> will never, never happen, happen again. again. Yeah, exactly. will never happen it's again. It's not going to ever happen again. Of all the bizarre things in the NFL, that's that's one of them. I'm just right. I'm it's glad like, I was there that night when he said that it was a Sunday night. Yeah, I remember him saying it, and it's, it's like I was like, okay, well, whatever, because people brought it back up. It's like, wait, he was actually asked this question. He's going to get the number yeah, one pick. I wish I ca I can't remember who asked that question. Oh, Somebody might have been Collier. Collier might have asked that question. That's that's very that's a. That's an intelligent question. So it probably was David Collier. Probably. Probably. Don't don't boost his ego too much. Uh, this, Actually, he needs it. Sooner's come, really bad right now. Come on, Chuck. He went into the head to the point the quarterback was out for the rest of the game. It was the difference in the game. Well, maybe so, but his head, he hit his shoulder and his head hit the, the ground. It's football. It is football. The, the big turning point, though, um, the big several turning points, though, in this West Virginia game last night. I mean, you had you know the scoop and score that allowed West Virginia to take a lead, and then then Baylor comes right or ties it up, ties it up at seventeen, I believe, and then Baylor comes right back, scores, and then West. I mean, they they went seesaw back and forth, very entertaining game. Yeah. But how about the blocked extra point that is then picked up and ran back for two by West Virginia? That's huge, huge game, huge in because the game. Because that's that's a three point swing right there, and they won by three points. Right. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. like that's that's mm -hmm. exactly the difference. Block the extra point for one point, take it back for two more. Yeah. That's uh that's something you never see really. I mean and, that, in in terms of watching college or pro games, a, a blocked extra point taken back probably happens what, one percent of the Man, and the, the way games. that the guy the way that the guy came up the middle and then he batted the ball yeah. down. Yeah. Which was very I mean very smart of him because then the ball goes off to the right, mm -hmm. to the left side of the line, right side of the defensive line, and then there's a defender right there for West Virginia, picks it up and goes the distance. But uh, Chapin, crazy. Chapin, is that how you pronounce it? Is that right? Chapin, yeah. Chapin. So Chapin last night goes 14 of 22. Okay, Blake Chapin goes 14 of 22 before he's uh, injured 
for 326 yards and he had thrown two touchdowns. His his back shape. I think it's shaping. So. His his backup uh, drones, uh, Kyron Jones. He's a freshman from Perland. He threw an interception. He also threw a touchdown. The interception he threw really didn't come back to haunt him because West Virginia promptly threw an interception threw back. back yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, credit credit West Virginia for stiffening up there at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not to say that you know Shapin had been in there. Shapin had been in there. That you know some could have been could have been curtains for him. It's all the unknowns. It's just like the the Longhorn fans of oh, only had Quinn the whole year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and look, turnover at the quarterback position is normal. It's completely normal in today's football, unfortunately. So you've got to have a viable backup. You have to. If you're going to be a really good team or, or going to be a team that that wants to to make any sort of run, you've got to have a backup. Or in Texas Tech's case, you got to have two backups yeah. that work out. So um, we'll talk more about West Virginia and Baylor because I want to get people's thoughts on are you concerned now if you've seen West Virginia play like that um, versus maybe how they've played in some other games. They're now 3-3. Three and three, Baylor's 3-3. Three and three. Other games tomorrow, number 19, Kansas at Oklahoma. Uh, Sooners are favored by nine. That's an 11 a.m. kick. Also an 11 a.m. kick. Iowa State plays at number 22, Texas. Texas is a 16-point favorite. And then um, I, I, another game that I, I I think is that they have wrong is Oklahoma State and TCU. Be very Who's interesting. They? The odds makers they Vegas. have TCU, okay. they have TCU um, favored by four. I don't. I don't understand that line. But then there's been some lines I just don't get. Vegas. There's if, a lot of love being shown to TCU, and I'm not sure that they – I mean, they earned it by, by the way that they beat Oklahoma and then I, I've the, not, their win last week as well. Maybe I'm just being stubborn and, and stodgy and set in my ways based off of my preseason prediction of TCU because I said this would be a team that's probably going to struggle to get to a bowl game. I'm wrong on that, but I'm still not sold that TCU is one of the best – three or a couple teams in this league. I don't think this is a team that's going to end up playing for a Big 12 title mm-hmm. in Arlington. That being said, the one area TCU is absolutely better than I thought they'd be is offensively. That, that, that offense has put up some numbers. They've been able uh, – Max Duggan has, has been able to run all over teams. So I am concerned about them from that standpoint, but I still think OSU is a better team, and I think OSU will win on the road this weekend. Yeah, I do too. And I think there's a lot. This, not quite as much as the Tech game, but I think there will be a lot of orange in the stadium Well, in Fort I, I, Worth. I think, too, I think Oklahoma's defense is, Oklahoma State's defense is really going to bother TCU. I think so, but the running ability of Duggan is what concerns me for Oklahoma sure. State's defense. Sure. Because I don't think their secondary is very good. Do you think uh, Iowa State covers against Texas? I, I don't. <sighs> 16 points? Is that what it's at? Yeah. I mean, um, considering that... Now, here's the deal. Iowa State's offense, anemic. But the last couple of games, they've only allowed 24 points, what, defensively? Mm-hmm. They've Big Tened up the Big 12 a lot. <laughs> uh, I think... They're Iowa, pining for that Big Ten in, really invitation, but they're... They're big brother in that state. Iowa's they've no. had a they've had a uh, no let's see, ten to seven win over Iowa. They've had a, a 
14 to 11 loss and to, a to Kansas and a 10 to 9 loss. Yeah. <laughs> Can't get any more Big 10 than that. Right. I No, I don't think Iowa's going to have enough gumption to uh offense to to keep up with Texas. Uh somebody says this the Big 12 champ is probably going to have two maybe three losses. Are you bothered by that? Uh if I was if Texas Tech was in that mix, I'd be bothered cuz you're not going to get to a to a uh national title conversation but no well you're not gonna okay let me just newsflash nobody from the big 12 this year is going to the college football playoff i agree with that okay i think i think OSU. i like the fact that two to three losses because that means that you you're saying there's a chance okay if you if you want out yeah (coughs) you have to win out that would be the one the chance but i think uh i agree with that statement i would be surprised i'd be surprised by Anybody winning the Big Twelve with less than two losses at this point. Well, you got so, K State's three and zero, Okie State's two and zero, TCU's two and zero, KU's two and one, Texas is two and one. Yep, the Big Twelve. Yeah, but a lot of these teams have played the easier part of their schedule no up front. Yeah, there's no a doubt. There's no doubt. We'll see though. Seven twenty-five. Choices got a question for us next. Somebody says stubborn and stodgy. Not you, Waco. <laughs> I think that was sarcasm. Think? I'm an old... TCU gets some love because they're in the Metroplex and there are more gamblers there than Oklahoma. That from Syntex Hank. But do they gamble on TCU? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, We had some sage wisdom from uh, Washed Up Guy. I'm glad that West Virginia beat Baylor because now, hopefully, Tech fans will realize there are absolutely no gimmies in this league. Washed Up Guy is our senior advisor to the morning drive. Senior advisor. Senior advisor. Okay. I like it. Senior advisor. You're listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. A little bit later on tonight, uh, we'll have uh, the Astros and the Diamondbacks. That'll be at 8. And then the Rangers playing at Seattle uh, tonight. And also bringing some humor to your day. Was it pretty big? Yeah. I mean, it's impressive. It's, yeah. Was it fascinating? It was. I thought it was fascinating. It kind of smelled, but I mean. <laughs> Hear the show live weekday mornings at six on Double T ninety seven three or on the Double T ninety seven three mobile app. Have your opinion heard now on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at double t ninety seven or the Double T ninety seven three mobile app. Coming up at eight, we'll uh, talk some Dallas Cowboys. Do we have a quarterback controversy, or do we just have a really good defense <laughs> and a bus driver? Hit him, taking hit him right taking, now. Taking care of taking care of the taking care of the offense. Seven forty-five. Da boom, boom, boom. And then uh, next, uh, Choice has got a question of the day. Not until he hits you, he doesn't. <laughs> Jamie's question of the day on Double T ninety-seven-three is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. Okay, Draymond, hit me with your best shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Draymond. That's the biggest insult. You've hurled some insults at me, but calling me Draymond is... I take as much offense as Jamie Lent would. Okay. That. okay. All right. Senior why don't they just cut him? I guess because he's just too good a player. he's too good of a player. Even yeah. though he cost them one NBA championship. The, the triple single guy. God. Too good Unbelievable. All right. So we have hit the halfway point of the season here in Lubbock. Mm-hmm. Sure. Just about everywhere else three and in three. the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Um, so my question, and this is based off of your own preseason expectations, Chuck and yeah. Jeff, which team 
is better than you thought the most? Which, which team has uh, surprised you the most in a positive way? Mm-hmm. And which team has surprised you the most in a negative way? Which one's a lot worse than you thought they well, would be? It seems to be low, pretty low-hanging fruit on the, on the team that's the worst would be Oklahoma. I mean, they're 0-3 in the conference. They're 3-3 three and three overall. Did anybody expect that? No. No, no. No, no. I mean, I know they lost a lot. I know they changed coaches. I know that they've changed some philosophies. They lost their quarterback, blah, blah, blah. But still, nobody expected Oklahoma. Certainly, Oklahoma did not expect to be 0-3. And, and, and then... But there's I, another one. I don't think it's... Well, yes, you, OU's you probably say, the, the easy answer. You want to say Iowa State? No, I want to say Baylor. At uh, one and two and three and three, yeah, one okay. and two and three three. I mean, if they're the preseason number one, and and I th- voted by the coaches. Look, I think the two surprise teams that, where they are today mm-hmm. are TCU and KU. TCU at at five and zero, oh, two and zero oh in the conference, and Kansas at at five and one and two and one in the conference. And bear in mind, I mean, their their two conference wins, you know, are against teams that are. But now that West Virginia win looks pretty good. Based on what we saw last night, the Iowa State win. I mean, we'll see what Iowa State does against Texas tomorrow, right? They just get absolutely blown out. Jeff, what's your thought? Positive? Yeah. Positive or negative? Yeah. Or both? Positive has to be Kansas. The... They are playing exponentially better football than anybody expected them to be playing at this point. Do they win another game? I'm not going to say they don't. Like and if you ask this question last year, are they going to win a game? We're yeah. talking about them winning another game to get no, bowl yeah. eligibility, not win a game. Period. I get it. And mm-hmm. that's how bad they have. No, been. five wins at Kansas is like winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, disappointment. Fact. I'm with you, Joyce. It's got to be Baylor. If you're preseason Big Twelve favorite to yeah, win it, you can't have two fair. losses in conference. That's fair. Not at not halfway through or not yeah. three games in. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's, no, that's, I, I think I think either answer is on the negative. There's. Either is just fine because OU, even though there's a coaching turnover, even though there's they're Oklahoma, it's still Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. The expectation. It's not like Texas. It's not like Texas with all the talent in the world. Yet we still expect them to underachieve. You no matter who the coach is. Exactly. You know. I mean, last decade it's been that way. You know, they they've had one pretty good season in in ten years at, at Texas. But OU, they probably shouldn't have run off Mac Brown. Yeah, but maybe he was. Maybe he needed a couple of years away to maybe. fill up the tank. Maybe, but I mean the other other side of that is the OU. We they've given us the other expectations. It's been no matter who's coming in, uh, no matter who your quarterback is, they're just going to reload every single season. So even though there's been a coaching change there, the expectation has been well, they're still going to be close to, if not playing for a Big 12 title this year, and pretty shocking to see them not just be 0-3, but look as gosh-awful as they have in these these first three Big 12 games. I mean, the point you make about is KU going to win another game, it's valid because they play at Oklahoma tomorrow, mm-hmm. at Baylor uh, on the 22nd, Yep, and that's obviously Baylor's next game, you know, coming off the loss from last night to West Virginia. Oklahoma State at home, mm-hmm. then they come here, okay, on November 12th, host Texas on the 19th. They've played Texas tough even in the worst of times. They have. But they have and they of course they beat them last year. And so Texas will I'm sure that will be in the back of their mind a little yep. bit. 
And then they finish up at K-State, which has been an extremely difficult place for them They're to win. They're going to be an underdog in each of those six games. They yes. Will. I mean, no, never, no, no question. We already know they're an underdog this weekend against OU. So, um, so yeah, they're going to be an underdog. Probably, I mean, look, the, the most winnable game there to me for them is going to be either in Lubbock or in Waco. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. And that's, that's hard. That's crazy to say. <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe they could sneak one at home. Against OSU, or do they they get Kansas State at K State or it's at K State, yeah, at K State. Yeah. So that's that's it's really tough. hard. Yeah. yeah, I mean, all of those. I don't know that KU wins another game, but even if they don't, they've still been the surprise of the Big Twelve so far. Um, but TCU is the other one. I They're mean, without their starting quarterback tomorrow, Jalen Daniels, and who knows how long he is going to be out. There there was a report out that he was out for the rest of the year, and then. Uh, and Daniels, you know, puts out a, a tweet that basically says, uh, it's "Like, I did, that's news to me." News to me, yeah. yeah. So, so, so uh, the other part is the TCU one. Who have they really played up to no, this point? And again, uh, because we're, that, we we correlate fair. that with how bad OU has been, mm-hmm. and they, they look bad there. Kansas, we're looking at. Okay, are they going to even make a bowl game? If they've got to win another game to make a bowl game, so TCU. Where I start to buy in on TCU is this weekend. If they finally, if they get one against OSU, then I say, okay, that team's very real. But if they don't, <clears throat> then I still think they're a bit of a pretender. Well, and then the 22nd, they get K-State. The 29th, they're at West Virginia. The 5th, they play host to uh, Texas Tech. Uh, then they're at Texas, at Baylor, and finish up with Iowa State. So, you know, if you were just kind of looking at this going, Mm-hmm. maybe two left for them two maybe three yeah. yeah you know i would say we'll see what happens with k-state that's a night kickoff in fort worth not that it matters um and then playing at west virginia it'll be interesting to see where west virginia's momentum is yeah. okay does that inspire them you know the the win last night um because it kind of looked to me like man while he's not everything but jt daniels looked pretty good i mean what if west virginia comes in here next week and beats beats us then they've got tcu then they got iowa state oklahoma k-state and oklahoma state this feels like chuck one of those years where it matters so much when you play teams in the big 12 i mean you you obviously play everybody but are you getting a team when they're down or are you getting a team when they're playing their best see that's what i fear about oklahoma i fear fear by the time they come here They'll they'll be playing for something. I, I think you're probably right. I mean, you know? I, I can't just envision oh you going three and nine this season or or just being on yeah. the mat the whole time. But that that being said, I think Tech got Texas at the right time for once, right? I mean, you got them mm-hmm. when Quinn Ewers is down and and you were able to get them coming off the loss to Alabama. Yeah, you got them when they were somewhat susceptible to mm-hmm. a loss, and I I think. That was a good time. When is the best time to get West Virginia? Probably not right now. They look pretty good mm-hmm. last night. When's the best time to get Baylor? Who knows? Maybe maybe it will be in well, two weeks. Well, it may be next week now. Yeah. Yes. So maybe next week now. So I, I feel like this year, since the Big Twelve it may not be as their quarterback is the as, point as wide open as it's it's been. It just feels like one of those years where the win you get a team matters so much. Uh, somebody says this: uh, Baylor giving up 600 yards to West Virginia was shocking. Yeah, yeah, 
No, I, th- I, th- I think that's... Didn't expect that. No, it's very fair. Hey. Very you know, fair. Baylor, Baylor... It's not like West Virginia's defense was any, you know, what, <clears throat> as we always reference, they didn't look like the 85 Bears last night. <laughs> yeah. No. You know, uh, you know, Baylor hadn't looked so hot since Joey McGuire left them. Just saying. I wonder. Just saying. I wonder who he was rooting for last night. Oh, I think he always roots for Baylor. Yeah, which I, I understand that. Yeah, I, his buddies are over there. You well, know, not he just recruited that, a lot. He recruited exactly. a lot of those kids. Yeah. The players. I think there's a whole lot of players yeah. he knows personally and yeah. loves. So I, I completely get him rooting for Baylor. What yeah. would be your argument for him rooting for uh, West Virginia last night? League standings. I don't know. Just. I don't, know. No, standings, I, yeah. I don't have any leg to stand on there. I just was, you know, maybe he wasn't rooting for anybody, you know. But yeah, I think he definitely pulls for the. Bears. Somebody said that Neil saved his save his job. I think Neil Brown saved his job with a sixteen million dollar buyout. Well, that's, I, what, that's what saved Neil Brown's I, job. I think he definitely quieted quieted the uh, the naysayers with the win. Last He's going to have to stack success. <laughs> there we go, stacking success. I hope I can stack some success today. There's probably a little freak in everybody. Your morning blend of sports. K-State is uh, coming off a big win over Oklahoma. Of course, the Red Raiders off their 37-34 overtime win over number 22, Texas. And humor. Sure to tell them that. You, you suggested that. <laughs> and, of course, they got a big laugh. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. The Morning Drive on Double T 97.3. Not always accurate, not always fair. Just try to be entertaining. Uh, the keyword there was try. It's exactly how I feel when I mow my yard in the rain. <clears throat> the song? Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to mow. I had, you know, Chuck, I had put that visual mostly out of my brain. I'm going to mow, I'm going to mow this weekend, but I think, I think it'll be, uh, I think it'll be nice and sunny. Leap that bed out of the the rotator. You're going to, you and the colony, you're going to mow? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for the visual. Well, we, uh, we we put out an alert and he responds, uh, Dan in Dallas. Chuck had a Dallaser. Let me know you called me out. You haven't been reading my texts lately. Ooh. Texted yesterday, crickets. The Dallasers are playing double prices for tickets and are going to represent. Okay, I, I uh, really Dan, think it's going to be an awesome crowd. I apologize. I apologize for that for not uh, for not getting to you yesterday. Let's see what you uh, let me see what you said yesterday. Uh, oh, here we go, Chuck. Which of the two sayings do you prefer from Kingsbury? We'll see who trots out there or. <laughs> Kitley, we'll see who we throw out there. Oh, which of the two sayings do you prefer? Kingsbury's, we'll see who trots out there. Or Kitley's, we'll see who we throw out there. I prefer the trot out there. You'll uh, you'll know when he trots out there. Yeah. Hey, coach, who's the starting quarterback? You'll know when he trots out there. Uh, which shoulder is hurt? One of them. He has a lower leg injury. Which one of them? <laughs> okay. What is yes. the lower leg? <laughs> uh, this. A friend who is from Kansas and I have had a shrimp and crab boil for the past six years for Texas Tech versus K-State, Dan and Dallas, for 20 people. The loser pays. I'm tired of paying, damn it. A human did not beat cats. Sorry. Uh, PJ says, his tickets are very high on StubHub. Not sure Tech is going to have 
turn out your anticipating choice. I, I think a lot of tech fans already did the the purchase, the three game purchase or whatever. So uh, Bullfighter I says, "I know how you feel, good. buddy." Uh, Bullfighter, I think we we get yeah, to we you. Read your text. Pretty good there, Bullfighter. Don't don't get bruised. Don't get don't get drawn off sides. Okay, don't get drawn on sides. Like the Nebraska football team. Yeah. Uh, Chuck, when are you going to swim against Choice since he said he could outswim you? Never now, whenever, said that. Whenever who, he wants. Whoever said that? I don't know. I never they, said they, I could outswim they, you. They said that. You said that. So I don't think I said it, okay. but <laughs> okay. I don't know. I might hey, could. by the way, we missed a birthday <laughs> in our building. And uh -oh. if, and if uh, the, the power of the morning drive wants to uh, give her give her a shout out, uh, it's she's Mosa's birthday today hey. on uh, Magic 106.5. Well, okay. Happy birthday, Cheesemosa. Happy birthday. I don't have their call-in number. Uh, I'm going to guess it's 771-806-771-01065. I'll just do it on their chat line. That's the, on her chat line. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So if you, if, you, if you want to, go to the Magic 1065 chat line and uh, wish her happy drive. Happy, happy birthday from the morning drive. We'll show her a little power of the morning drive. She's already got a cake from listeners. Oh, really? A cake from a listener. I mean, she she's, says, she's the most popular in the building, right? Favorite DJ 24-7. Somebody, you know, uh, Liz uh, brought her uh, pastries this morning. Is that, I mean, it'll be a red carpet deal all day long today. Uh, well, we have we all have people that like us and don't like us, at least over here on the sports I'm side. 70-30. I don't think anybody doesn't like Cheesemosa. No. I mean, she's, she's beloved. Yeah, for sure. So Cheesemosa, happy birthday. Okay, for sure. She's been with us for a long, long time. Eight nineteen this morning on the morning drive. All right, um, how you feeling? Are the Cowboys your team? They okay. are my team. Okay, yeah. how do you feel about Sunday and the uh, Cowboys and the Eagles? A game you'll hear on Double T ninety seven three, uh, six six o'clock pregame on that one. Yeah. Okay, at seven twenty kick, uh, Eagles are favored by six and a half. This game will come to you from Philadelphia. Um, you feeling good? The Eagles five and zero, Cowboys four and one. I'm feeling good overall about the Cowboys, not necessarily about Sunday, but I did not, after seeing Week One, did not expect the Cowboys to be five and one at this point. I, I would agree with that. So, that being said, Chuck, I I keep waiting on the Cowboys like I am waiting on OU. I'm like, but in in the opposite effect, I keep waiting on OU. I'm like, they've got to turn it on at some point. It's OU. They've got to win a game, and I think this weekend's probably it. I think this is the weekend also for the Cowboys to come back to earth a little bit. Mm -hmm. I, I, I okay. didn't think they were going to win in L.A. last week. I thought, well, they're not that good on the road. Uh, eh. So I feel like this has got to be the week that they come back to earth. That being said, I still I don't think the Eagles are are just an awesome football team either. They're good. They're a good football team. Their offense think. is second overall, fourth in the pass, fourth in rushing, seventh in passing, fifth in scoring. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Cowboys offense, 27th overall, 15th in the rush, 27th in the pass, tied for 24th in scoring. But the Cowboys defense, mm -hmm. uh, very good. 7th overall, 19th against the rush, 7th against the pass, and 3rd in scoring. The Cowboys, the turnover differential, and this is where this game may come down to, Cowboys are plus 5, Eagles are plus 9. Jalen Hurts, the quarterback for the Eagles, has won eight straight, which is, by the way, the longest active streak wow. in the National Football League. Yeah, I, I think the Cowboys... Cooper Rush is coming up on him. I think the Cowboys' um, defense is going to win them a lot of football games this year. A lot of football games. Yeah, I, said, I agree. 
they haven't faced a ton of great teams nope. up to this point. Not not a lot. I mean, New York is a five and one team right now, so they're pretty good. Beat them on on the road, but Philly just seems to be a different animal. What about the in Rams game in Philly? The Rams, I don't think that's a good football team right now. Yeah, I think I, I would agree with you on that. So so this is the the biggest or second biggest test. The Buccaneers are whatever. That's that's week one of the season. I'd like to see that played over again, not in a week one setting. I'll pass on that, actually. I don't need to lose to Tom Brady twice in the same year. Okay. That's, that's, I'm with Jeff. That's fair enough. But um, this game just feels like the one. I think it's going to be close. I, I, it sounds like I'm kind of downplaying the Cowboys completely. I think you're going to have a close game, but Philly will win a tight one on their home field. And and I'm still not panicking as a Cowboys fan because the schedule is pretty darn easy in the middle. Yeah, because I mean, then after this game you have Detroit, Chicago, then you go to Green Bay, which I said that McCarthy would be fired by that. You have a bye week after the Chicago game. Um, you still sticking with he's going to get fired? No. Okay. Yeah, I like know. this year? No. At all no. this year? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not taking that back because I think he's got to win a game in the playoffs. I think he's got to... I think he may need to get to the NFC Championship game. I'm, I don't know if he has to get that far, but well, I don't know. I mean, he would have to win two games to get there because they're not obviously they're not going to get the bye. I mean, There's I'm only not, one team that gets the bye now. I'm not ready to crown the Cowboys' defense as the 85 Bears. <laughs> okay. Uh, or, sure, or crown them as... We all understand that. The Ravens, who won a Super Bowl with their defense, or and even the Trent, Broncos. So, so Cooper Rush is not Trent Dilfer yet, right? Right, right yeah. he's not there yet. Yeah. But Or even the Broncos with Peyton Manning as last year. That, that defense is the one that won the Super Bowl. Who's the other one? The Buccaneers uh, with... Uh, uh, Brad, what's his Brad, name? Brad Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Th- those are the defenses that John have won Gruden Super Bowls team. in the last three decades or so. Cowboys don't have one of those yet, but this is right now the best f- defensive front in football. Cowboys have that. I mean, it seems like every quarterback they're facing is under extreme duress. No doubt. And, it, and if the Cowboys have a chance at winning this weekend against Philly, it's that they are causing Jalen Hurts to. God, and remember we were so worried about the Cowboys defensive line when Randy, what's his name? Gregory, yeah. Yeah, the drug guy. Um, when he when they couldn't get his deal done. I think I think they're doing okay. Doran Armstrong has stepped up he's been fantastic. amazingly, and mm-hmm. it doesn't get better than Micah Parsons right now. No, he's, he's the best player in the he's the best defensive player in the National Football League. Right now he's, he's and Demarcus like Lawrence sure. is no slouch. Not not at all. So the the defensive front for the Cowboys mm-hmm. has been outstanding. And I, I think Jalen Hurts might be underdressed, but he's made some good decisions. I'll this be year, really so. curious when Dak comes back, and it's probably going to be next week. I mean, because um, McCarthy said he wanted to have a full week of practice with him. Um, I'll be real curious to see how much the offense changes with Dak. Do they become a little bit more conservative because they? they I, don't, don't, they, I kind of hope so. They don't. They, yes, I do too. He doesn't they, need to go win you football games. No, that's not on him. No, I, I think you can almost. Bus driver's too much of a shot, but you mm-hmm. can almost turn him into uh, a slightly above bus driver quarterback. How about just and still being, win football games? How just how about don't be a turnover machine and no. don't get hurt? How <laughs> yeah. about that? One that, is easier than the other. That would be probably. that'd be uh, really really stepping up there, buddy boy. Yeah, but I, yeah. I I think the Cowboys and we're a third of the way through the season, but I I think that's a team that can make some noise, even in the playoffs this year, if they let their defense win games for them, stay healthy, 
and Dak just just enough, just do enough. You you would you would have to say at this point in time that the Cowboys are one of the surprise teams of the NFL, given what they've been through and losing their quarterback, especially after how awful it looked in Game One. Yep. Yes, I agree. All right. You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double T nine seven three dot com.